If you've been feeling that there's more to life than just the daily grind or an endless striving for material success, if you know that there is a deeper calling inside of you that you haven't fully stepped into yet, now is the time to step forward on your path. No matter what is happening in life, there is a sacred place within you, a place where you can access the abilities of your soul to heal and transform the energies within and around you. This is the gift of Reiki, and if you resonate with what I'm saying, then it's calling you. Reiki is a gentle but powerful path of healing and transformation. It shows you how to unlock the doors to your inner world and find that sanctuary within that has unlimited access to healing energy for your physical, emotional, and spiritual bodies. On June 6th and 7th, we'll show you how to access this tangible healing energy so you can heal yourself and share it with others. Whether you want to balance your chakras and clear your aura of unwanted energies, help your children or family when they're struggling emotionally or physically, balance your emotional and mental states for better well-being, or clear old patterns and past life trauma from your energy. Our in-person Reiki 1 and 2 certification class is a two-day class that will help you do just that. It isn't just an education, it is truly an awakening. Even for those who have never considered the path of energy work before, let this be your sign. Reiki is more than just a practice. It is a journey of heart, reconnecting you with the depths of your own soul and its potential. It's about connecting with yourself in the most profound, meaningful ways possible. So if you're feeling the call, if your heart stirs a little at the thought of embarking on this journey, join us on June 6th and 7th for our Reiki 1 and 2 certification class. Embrace the opportunity to transform, to heal, and connect with the essence of your true self. Spaces are limited so everyone can get personal guidance and support so you can save your spot today and let's embark on this beautiful journey together. Visit our website at sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. That's sedonamedium.com forward slash inner peace. Chi, Ki, Prana, and Organ Energy are all names for your sacred life force energy. But inevitably, you're going to encounter those people who are going to drain your life force or leave you just feeling exhausted. So today, we're going to talk about how to spot a psychic vampire and how to shield yourself from energy loss. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Well, hey there, kindred spirits. Welcome to our podcast, Sacred Space, where we talk about the integration point between daily life and living in a spiritual way. We have pumped up our highest vibration energy today just for you, and we're ready to get to it. I'm Robert Wooten. I'm here with my wife, certified psychic medium and Reiki master teacher herself, Christina. Today, we're tackling an interesting topic, and it's one that I know each of you have had some experience with, whether you know it or not. And when you hear the description, you will say, oh yeah, I know someone like that. We're talking about a particular type of person known as a psychic vampire. This is an individual who, rather than healing their core wounds and getting their energy from their unity with the earth or from higher vibrations, try to plug in to other people's energy. 
And by attaching to this energy, and it's usually in some form of emotional interaction, they generally absorb energy from the auric field in the form of attention. This energy will generally last them for a short period of time before they're going to need to attach again or find another source. People who are psychic vampires often don't realize that they are, so that's important to understand. And these people have profoundly impacted root chakra. So root chakra is at the base of your tailbone. It's the energy center or portal that's really responsible for safety, for security, for feeling connected. It's also the primary source of energy from the earth coming in and just fueling the whole body. There's something that occurred or has happened for them. Usually it's in childhood that uh, prevents them from deriving peace, um, groundedness, and primarily trusting that their needs are going to be provided for. So what happens is they learn through interactions over time that by inciting other people emotionally, they can absorb that attention and absorb this excess burst of emotional energy from that person's auric field of either a friend or relative or coworker, just someone that's around them. That energy hit, like Robert was saying, can last for a short time before they need to find another source of energy. And these behaviors are really ingrained into who they are and how they believe that they have to have their needs met. So the psyche of an energy vampire is often, you know, more severely damaged. So there's a lot of psychological defense mechanisms that are in place. And this really prevents the awareness of the impact of their own behavior on other people. And it really gives them an inability to accept at times personal responsibility. They only know that when they agitate the emotions of others, they feel stronger or more connected and less alone. So the cycle of feeling better leads to this continuous like subconscious need to like stir the pot, (laughs) to create conflict around them, to receive continuous validation and attention, and otherwise just they tear through relationships. So a lot of people with psychological or personality disorders unknowingly have these psychic vampire traits, most commonly is the classic narcissist. However, most people are not walking around with that printed on their forehead like, hey, psychic vampire here. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be a lot easier to, to not reinforce the continuation of this behavior. Now, energy vampires are mostly recognized by how you feel after interacting with them. So if you consistently feel drained or not yourself, a little disoriented after each interaction, that's a good time to take a second look because individuals with this energy need to seek out host energy sources. So a couple of traits of the psychic vampire are they can be a little needy or dramatic conflict-oriented, volatile and threatening. Very common one is a victim mentality. So there's a refusal very consistently to accept personal responsibility. And again, that comes from these really strong defense mechanisms. Uh, Shifting identities, that's another big one. An instability in relationships or in jobs. That person demanding just constant attention and validation. 
and for them, a really hidden chronic sense of emptiness. So most of the time, they won't demonstrate that or show that. But these behaviors really, from a compassion space, are a desire to try and connect, to feel something within themselves, to feel a part of something. Unfortunately, it's because of whatever trauma or difficulty that they've experienced, or at times it can have to do with their personal wiring, they don't do it in a healthy way. I think it's important that you pointed out that a lot of times people can be energy vampires or psychic vampires and not really even recognize that that's how they're behaving. One of the reasons that we're talking about this though today is because people who are in this role or are living this experience, they're often prey, if for lack of a better word, on people who are sensitive, very compassionate, those that are healers, those that have a really strong sense of justice, or who will act as an advocate after they sort of fall for the victim story or get, let's say, just get engaged in the victim story. So it's important to learn how to recognize so we don't get involved or engaged in perpetuating a pattern for someone else that really isn't healthy for them in the long run and definitely is not going to be healthy for your energy as you know they're drawing some of this excess energy from your physical body. I think people would be surprised to find that someone like a clingy girlfriend or a boyfriend that are actually drawing this psychic energy from them like they're addicted to your particular flavor of energy or it could be that boss that constantly makes you stay late at work or it could also be your best friend that wants to just hang out all the time and have these long drawn out conversations or a neighbor who likes to just engage and gossip for hours or family members or co-workers a lot of it with that though comes with the feeling because you can have a best friend that you want to hang out with for hours that you connect with but if when you do that, it always leaves you with a feeling of heaviness, of being drained, of you sort of lose a little bit of sense of your own groundedness, then that's going to be an indication of that there could be something else that's happening there. And honestly, most people truthfully who are dealing with someone who is a genuine psychic vampire, they know something is off (laughs) and eventually learn like, Ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around this a good twenty feet and to you know, I might go out of my way to avoid that situation. So in time it's something that, you know, can be learned. The key is really to recognize before you get so engaged in the relationship, before you are really involved in it, before you're investing financial money into it before you're like packing up and helping them move in a last minute emergency and sacrificing a lot for yourself. It's learning how to see some of the flags earlier rather than later on. And psychic vampires, they're looking for someone who can be an enabler for them. Most people are not saying, I'd love to be an enabler for a psychic vampire today. Because they're just compassionate. I'm looking for ways to help. The key is, you know, again, focusing on how does that interaction make you feel? And if consistently there's the same flavor that's happening with that person, then you have to go either it's not a vibrational match for you 
or you might be dealing with something deeper that's going on. And if you're not sure, you can look at some of their other relationships too. So the person who is really struggling with, for example, emotional regulation is not generally just struggling with emotional regulation in one relationship. They're also in Walgreens, you know, yelling at the pharmacist about something or, you know, struggling in multiple other relationships. So you can kind of look at what else is happening in the sphere, in the orbit of this person or in this experience and see if maybe there's some other patterning there. And the key really is not to get into a judgment zone because it is important to have compassion for people. It's just also recognizing that compassion and engagement can be two different things. And so you have the power to choose, is this ultimately supporting them truly and changing a pattern or behavior? And is your deprivation energy going to do that? The answer is going to be no. So once you've identified someone who might be a psychic vampire or energy vampire in your life, Let's talk about some of the ways that you can protect your energy when you suspect that you might be falling prey to one of these kinds of people. So there's actually six things that I've outlined that really do help shift this because the unfortunate thing is that sometimes we are in situations or experiences where you may have that psychic vampire in your life or in your orbit that for whatever reason you can't shift. So if you have a ex-spouse perhaps who had you know is the psychic vampire for you it's not as easy to just walk away and you know go 20 paces around so you have to learn what is it internally that can be shifted so we're talking about some of these shifts so the first one is as much as possible to just reduce the interaction so that seems like such a no-brainer but just being really intentional to try and break that contact to not be as available. Unfortunately, confrontation in, in in someone who's a true psychic vampire, because they lack that awareness, and they lack that internal introspection, and they have the victim mentality, you're really not going to get past those really strong psychic defenses or psychological defenses. So confronting them directly actually brings in more energy for them. They're like, ooh, big drama experience. It's like um, a nuclear explosion. They can pull a lot of energy from that. So instead, reducing the interaction is more helpful. So even if you feel frustrated or you like want to say, oh, <laughs> you know, get it out in some other way. So doing some writing or something like that. But as much as you can, try and eliminate that interaction or reduce situations where you have to be more directly involved. So if you can change your form of communication to email, for example, or a specific process that allows you to be a lot more measured and to do it on your own terms, that can be helpful if you still do have to communicate. Also practicing self-care, because if you've been in this situation for a while, you do want to really boost those energy stores back up. You've got to put yourself first. So listening to your body for what it needs, listening to your emotional body for what it needs to just be strong and healthy and just strengthen your core energy because that's always going to build your stamina and allow for personal reconnection, just getting grounded again with who you are. This is just going to help rebuild your auric field and improve health and vitality. So take that time away. Allow yourself to see self-care as self-celebration and not being selfish. 
The third one that I have is something that is used with classic narcissists, but it does really, really work and it's helpful. It's called gray rock mode. So you want to initiate gray rock. And what that means is making yourself as interesting as a gray rock. There's just nothing there. Because they really need your emotional response, your emotional energy to feel better. They're just going to try a myriad of things to rile you up. And once you start shifting the dynamic, actually, with a psychic vampire, it can temporarily get worse because they're going to start trying, well, that didn't work. Let me try this. Let me try this. So they start trying to increase some of the activity for a short period of time just to see what's going to rile you up because you've been a good food source for them. So know that temporarily that conflict can increase briefly but if you stick with it just provide no emotion no contact unless it's absolutely necessary so as much as you can one word boring answers and you're just well on your way to becoming a non-food source for them but the key is to be vigilant especially if you feel triggered just we're trying to consider it's like what can you say? What can you express? You're not getting engaged. It's like, I'm going to be as boring as a gray rock. I'm going to give you so little emotional energy that it's just nothing. So you you ask yourself, how would a gray rock respond to this if you're looking at how you're going to <laughs> respond, right? Exactly. Okay, so our next one is to help change your energy by practicing boundaries. And I say practicing because this is something we we have to work on, something we have to practice to get really good at and to get good at in many different situations, okay? So practice boundaries. And when, when you think about trying to be excited about it, like, ooh, let's see what I can create here. But many sensitives truly do have some wishy-washy boundaries in their auric field. So if your compassion really drives you to be a giver, and that often leads to things being very sacrificial for you, then changing some of this will also prevent attracting those future psychic vampires and turning off any current ones. Just practice saying no, practice saying what you mean directly without sugarcoating being willing to get uncomfortable until you get comfortable with boundaries and they will become second nature to you. You'll gain so much in self-esteem and in self-love by being able to express yourself and just learn more about yourself because you are truly being yourself rather than responding all the time to or reacting all the time. So sometimes counseling or professional help can really support this. So if you were raised in an environment with someone who really didn't have boundaries or discouraged boundaries in some way, that can make it a little bit more difficult. So working with a counselor or someone more professional can give you a little extra support if you need it, just so you can gauge what's healthier, what's healthier for you. One big tip that I have, so whatever you're doing, if you're off <laughs> in La La Land here, tune in for this one because it's so important, is work with your protector guides. So everybody has protector guides. So these are spirit guides who specifically are there to help support your energy, to keep you safe physically, emotionally, spiritually, and within the context of your life experience and things that you've chosen. So 
as it connects with free will, though, they generally take their cues from you as far as what you wish their role to be. So if you have really wishy-washy boundaries or say yes when you really want to say no, they're likely to be more permissive than is particularly helpful for you because, again, they're taking their cue from you. So imagine this. You're the queen or king in a fortress. You have palace guards out right front guarding the gates. However, something dangerous approaches. It's coming across the bridge, <laughs> coming to the, the gateway or the door. And you as the queen override the ruling of the guards and just say, oh, come in, welcome, welcome, come on in, over and over again. That's a pretty ineffective system, <laughs> right? So why why have guards there? They're just going to go, oh, well, she would just usher them in. So when you're committed to these types of changes, speak to your protector guides by writing them a note or speaking it out loud. Let them know that you're changing this pattern of behavior, that can, you're committed to taking responsibility for your energy, that you welcome their input and just ask them, hey, I need more help. I need more help with this. And I really do want to make a different kind of commitment, a different kind of relationship. So you can ask them when you interact with the name of your brand of psychic vampire, ask your protector guides to stand in between the two of you to just guard and protect your energy. So essentially they're creating a little bit of a buffer a shield between you and that person. And a lot of energy is taken through the solar plexus chakra in the front of the body. So as they stand in front, it just gives you a nice strong buffer. So it's not as easy. So if you do have to interact with someone in in person, that's a really effective system for just guarding your energy. It's a good thing always to utilize our spiritual resources. So the last one is to practice what I call the golden egg technique. And it's just a intentional process of creating a golden egg that extends around you in all areas. It's like a 3D energetic shield above your body, below your body, all around. And by below your body, we're also talking below the feet, okay? Because it's actually going to move into that earth energy for you. So you're visualizing this several feet out from you in all different directions, above, below and all around and when you create this visualization you are doing so with an energy of an intention of protection now if gold doesn't resonate with you you can also use a really deep blue or a violet or royal purple that will also work really well but I encourage you to do this at the beginning of the day. So say you have to go into work <laughs> and it's someone that you know, it's a coworker you're going to have to interact with. Make sure you do it beforehand if you're able to. If you're not able to and you're in the moment realizing that, oh gosh, here I've run into someone, just take a moment while you're you know speaking with them to intend this shield come up. So I do have a video for that. So I'm going to link this into the show notes for episode 29. So you can actually see a video where we talk a little bit more about that. I've given you six tools and I'm going to tell you from my experience that they they do work, but it has to come from a commitment within yourself. And truly it is a place of self-love to respect your energy enough to really shift this dynamic. But once you know how to do it, 
it becomes more second nature and you get more comfortable with really loving yourself and valuing your energy in a way that most people haven't done before that haven't done this type of work. So it can have some beautiful results when we have to go through this process, even though it can be challenging. I want you to remember, though, the less that you give a psychic vampire, the less they're going to find you attractive. So keep that in mind, as tempting as it might be to, oh, I'll just do this and then they'll stop. Nope. (laughs) You're just like adding water to that, you know, dying plant. It's like just put a little bit drop and it hangs on a little bit more. So it's important to release. However, just due to their narcissistic nature, many can draw you in without you even knowing it. So start paying attention first to your energy levels when you're around different people. When you notice any of the draining or that attaching signs, that type of interaction, immediately take action to either distance yourself from that person or just put your energetic protection up where you're really taking care of yourself and bringing your attention to what your body needs. You'll suddenly notice that you have so much more energy throughout your day and a lot more capability to do the things that help you to grow on your individual path because you're less reactive, less responsive, and less overloaded with some of this lower vibrational energy that is exceptionally draining. Thanks for being a part of our podcast family and being here with us today. We really appreciate you and all of the positive comments and notes that we've received and just know that we work really hard to keep bringing you the kind of content that you're looking for each week. You can find all of our offerings and services at sedonamedium.com as well as discovering the different sessions that we offer to work with you more directly to help lift your vibration. Until next time, many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.